The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or some other venue, which I don't know about, <laughs> it's possible. Maybe you're streaming this illegally. Or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. Sitting over there at uh, Mission Control today, making us sound good, keeping the trains on time. It's Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley. Hello. I like Mission Control. That's a good one. Yeah. Th- I'm, I'm feeling uh, that one. The uh, the the hub, the, uh, the, I don't know. Mission Control is a good one. We'll stick with Mission <laughs> yeah, Control. Yeah, we'll just stick with that. <laughs> we'll stick with that. We'll also say hi to our first four through the door, Samuel DeLeon, Rob Hathaway, Ruben Rios, and Matthew McSpadden. Hello, guys. And sitting to my right, the Hannibal Burris to my Eric Andre, our West African <laughs> Prince, Ishmael Johnson. That might be my favorite one so far. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> I've, I've, Let me in. I've Let me in. <laughs> I, have, I have, every time I've watched part of the Eric Andre show, yeah. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. But I also have to be very careful as to who I watch it around. Oh my god! <laughs> because like you, you, you will get stares. Some I, from some people, you're like, "What is this?" Like I could definitely never watch it with my wife. Right? She would be like, "What is wrong with you're you?" You're an idiot. <laughs> and we watch, and I watch some weird stuff around her. Right? Okay, like 162 Rangers games. <laughs> But I feel like if if suddenly it were to pop up with uh, Eric Andre jumping through his desk, <laughs> I feel like that might be the end of it. Um, or shooting Hannibal Burris and then saying, "Who, who <laughs> could do this? <laughs> who would do this? Who would do this?" Uh, today is Friday, September twentieth, two thousand nineteen. Sixty nine days until Thanksgiving. Episode eight twenty eight twenty. The OPS for Marlon Byrd in his illustrious Texas Rangers career from two thousand seven to two thousand nine. On today's show. We're going to announce the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award winner and then uh, the uh, the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week winner. And then it is Mailbag Friday. We'll answer your questions on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Get there. Uh, if you are watching at texasfootball.com, open up a new tab, go to facebook.com slash Dave Campbells, and ask your questions in the comments. We will get to as many as we can. Um, I'd love to get out of here at 1245. Is that, does that make me a jerk? No. No. no, we'll go till twelve forty-five. <laughs> Normally we go till one, but we'll it's a busy Friday. It's a busy Friday. I have to be on the air until one a.m. So Oof, I'd like to go yeah. home. I'd like to go home and get a nap. Uh, so we'll go till twelve forty-five, which means let's zoom through this stuff real quick. <clears throat> Dave Campbell's Texas Football, along with Wells Fargo, in conjunction with the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Every Monday, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's awards based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it to you, voting at TexasFootball.com. Voting closes each Friday at noon, with the winner being announced shortly thereafter. Uh, Noon has come and gone. The poll is closed, and this is the part where we announce the winner. It is my distinct pleasure to announce that the Week 3 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award winner is... We are cutting this drum roll short. 
man. Boom. Longview Pine Tree wide receiver and defensive back Keelan Turner. He had seven catches for 155 yards and four touchdowns receiving. He returned a kickoff for a touchdown. He also had seven tackles and broke up three passes. Congratulations to all the nominees. San Angelo Lakeview's Austin Bandy. College Station's Travion Thompson. Andrews' is Marquise Lawrence. Carrollton Ranch's Caleb Arnold. The Colony's Mikey Harrington. El Paso Americas' is Aaron Dumas. Sherilyn Pioneer's Eddie Marburger. Aguadulce's Cruz Garcia, and Flatonia's DeCorey Wilson. But a very special congratulations to our Week 3 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week winner, Longview Pine Tree wide receiver and defensive back Keelan Turner. Very well-deserved honor for him. And Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their team. Each week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistants for the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week and let fans decide via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. It was once again a hard-fought battle, but we do have a winner. The week four, the week three rather, Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk, assistant coach of the week is. That took longer than I hoped to pull up. Wolford Friendship <laughs> Offensive really Coordinator, Caleb Holt. He is our week three, built by Chocolate Milk, assistant coach of the week. Congratulations to all the nominees. Frisco Lone Star Defensive Coordinator, Darren Kite. Friona Offensive Coordinator, D Daniel Rosales. And Jim Ned Defensive Coordinator, Fred Dietz. But a very special congratulations to the week three, Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, Wolforth Friendship Offensive, Offensive Coordinator, rather, Caleb Woo. Holt. Congratulations <laughs> to him and the entire Tigers family. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Please consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That's our subscription package. Two magazines and a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, a lot of insidery type stuff like podcasts uh, and recruiting analysis from our friends at Next Level Athlete at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. I haven't mentioned this in a while. Access to our archives, TexasFootball.com slash archives. We have every one of our summer editions digitized uh, courtesy of our friends at the Nonpareil Institute. Uh, you can you can now flip. If you have ever wanted to flip through the 1962 edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, you can right now at TexasFootball.com slash archive. But you got to be an insider to do it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider right now at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Makes a great gift as well. It's TexasFootball.com slash insider. I think you still have time before the abdominal equinox too. Isn't that tomorrow, the 21st? <laughs> Is that right? I think it's it's typically the 21st or the equinoxes, uh, I believe. Abdominal equinox is Monday, September 23rd. So you have the weekend. Ooh, okay. You have the weekend. Close. If you want to if you want to spend the week if you don't want to do it till Sunday, <laughs> I get it. That's fine. That's fine. But just before Monday. Yeah, but do it before Monday. Because <laughs> otherwise, I mean, if you if you if get you it, if, that, if you get somebody, I mean, there is nothing worse <laughs> than giving somebody a late autumnal equinox. <laughs> like missing an anniversary oh, is one thing or a birthday, but if you miss that, you're it's you're done. done for. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to remember when my anniversary is. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No, no, no. It's okay. Because <laughs> it happened in July. So we are good. <laughs> good. Don't worry. Um, okay. It is now Mailbag Friday. We're going to answer your questions about high school football, college football, and recruiting. 
Uh, high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, food, anything you want. If you want to know anything sure. about Ashley Pickle, she's the new one here. You guys know everything pretty much about me and Ash. <laughs> so if you want to, if you want to quiz the new girl, you can um, get into the get into that. Uh, some Thursday thoughts, real quick, as some while we wait for some questions to queue up. Um, so Houston played a football game last night. <laughs> Did they? <laughs> well, they played like a, a, a quarter and a half of the game. That was, fact, that, man. I'm sorry. That was fun. Well, here's the thing. From a neutral observer perspective, that was a fun-ass game. That was awesome. That was oh, a yeah. really fun game. Um, Someone hire Willie Fritz, please. And, Give him a power and, five job. It was a really, really fun game. I, I, I'm I'm sad that Houston came out on the wrong end of it. Right. But I'm also sad that Houston quit playing after like after like 20 minutes. What was it? 24? Well, actually, the final. What was it? 20, 28? No, no, 38, 30, 38, 31. 38, believe, 31. And what I was believe. it? Like 31 or 31 and they answered? Like okay. something like that? So here's here's what happened. From, okay. From if, if, if you missed the game. Yeah. If you missed the game, and by the way, if you were watching Jags and Titans, we won't get into that. We oh. were watching Jags and Titans <laughs> over this. Like that is a mistake on your part, it and is. and like a honestly like a personal flaw of yours. Right. Um, How many times do you have to put those teams on national oh TV before? You so here's points. the thing: Houston scores a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Derrick King runs for a 35 yard touchdown with 13-16 left in the second quarter to go up 28 to seven, and they are. Rocking and rolling, and I even send out the tweet. Yeah, I send out a tweet. Mm-hmm. This that is says, what we, man. This is what we wanted to see. Finally, it clicked. Yeah. This is what we were waiting for. This was the Houston team we were hoping to see this year. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, it's looking really good. Okay, Tulane scores touch, bounces back with a touchdown, but they go in the halftime, twenty-eight fourteen. Sure, fine. Tulane gets the ball, at the start of the second half. They score twenty-eight twenty-one. Still fine. Just get the offense in gear. Here is the remainder. The remainder of Houston's drive after 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 that touchdown. Ready? A missed field goal, a punt, a punt, a punt, a missed field goal, a field goal. That's it. That's it. Like the offense stopped. Tulane after Derek King's thirty-five yard touchdown run, Tulane went on a thirty-one to three scoring <laughs> scoring run from the end of the second half or for uh, second quarter to the end of the game. Which I'm sorry. Can we can we talk about the? <clears throat> Intestinal fortitude to call oh, a man. The fake, fake Neil, the fake Neil Fumbleruski, a fake Neil Fumbleruski, and and then Houston basically walks it off. They score three three seconds left on a on a long touchdown two pass, two lane rather, yeah. uh, from Justin McMillan, Cedar Cedar Hill's own, yeah, uh, to Jalen McCleskey. Uh, Justin McMillan did not have a great game. No. He went 7 for 20 for 186 yards and three touchdowns. They were down. They were trying to throw the ball more. Yeah. It was like it got out of what Tulane wanted to do. But ultimately, what this came down to. Every time I looked up, every time I looked up, it seemed like Tulane was hitting some sort of, like was running running free mm-hmm. um, in you know in in with the ball. Yeah, they ran for three hundred twenty five yards. Mm-hmm. Like it just like again again. And, and Dana Holgerson had some quotes after the game mm-hmm. where he said something along the lines of. Um, if you look at the stats, like we we won an every everywhere on on the box score except the score line, true. which is true, they did. But ultimately, the 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 flaws with this Houston team came out at the exact wrong times. Mm-hmm. That Dear King started off white hot and then cooled off significantly. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that touchdown run he had. Uh, where he juked a guy oh. into into next week. That's, that was insanity. We've been wanting to, been wanting to so see that from good. King. It was awesome. It's so good. Insanity. And then they stopped. Yeah. And by the way, then the defense 
just like got torched up front. Now I know that they are without uh, Carmouche, the, mm-hmm. the Jordan Carmouche, their linebacker, who's out for the year. But then, and I don't. I, okay, go watch that last play. He, go watch that last play. There's. I don't. I don't want to say there's some give up. I want to know why like, that. I want to know why. Like, if he scores there, he's running into the end zone, and I right. understand, but he's basically running with him. Right. Like you can't dive for as legs. I, 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 that's that's the thing. It's like. I don't he know. Pulls what, he pulls up. He's like within, I don't want to say arm's reach, but maybe a dive's arm reach. And he can of, clearly see that he is the last person right. oh, yeah. it's to either, stop him. Yeah. It's either him, him or a touchdown. Or nothing. Yes, make, it's him, a him or make, him kick, make them kick the field goal. Right. Like, make, make them. The, weird things happen. Some weird it's college football. Happen. They're college kickers. Yeah. <laughs> like it. Yeah. I rewatched that and. You know, I'll, you know, when when they score the touchdown, you're kind of just like, what just happened? And you're kind of like, you know, in the moment. But you go back and watch, and it's like he pulled up. The defender pulled up at the last moment, and he probably should have tackled him or brought him down inside the five or something around there. But either way, uh, regardless, I'm not. I can't put the loss on that guy. Uh, Houston as a whole <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of just imploded in the second half. So, yeah, that was. That was as much because it was looking like a Houston coming out party for the season. Oh no, absolutely! I, like I was looking at that, I'm like, man, all right, cool. Here we they, go. They played they, like they uh, tough schedule, right? Oklahoma, they're yeah. tough. Uh, Wazoo, tough. T- you know, the ranked team finally playing teams. I even made the point to a guy. I was like, I was like, okay, Tulane is a lot more indicative of the teams they're going to need to beat to contend yeah. in the AAC. Great, they go on the road, get a nice road win. Mm-hmm. Things are looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. But to give that up, to spit the bit there, was really disappointing. And by the way. It's not like it gets all sunshine and daffodils from here. Right. Houston now goes to North Texas next week. Tell mm-hmm. me green. And then, after a week off, they play Cincinnati. Okay? Mm-hmm. Play Cincinnati before they get into UConn. But it's like, UCF's still on the schedule. Memphis is still on the schedule. Tulsa looks like they have a pulse. They are, they're still on the schedule. Like this, was, like, this was one of those that you feel like you needed to have. Mm-hmm. It was there. It, it was there for them, and it's just, it's super disappointing. It's got to be a momentum swing, and they did not get it. Just that. well, I mean, and now, like realistically, realistically, they're one and two, they're or rather one and three, one and three, which is you know, it's one and three, and realistically, at North Texas and then home against Cincinnati, one and five is really like within the realm. Mm-hmm. It really is, mm-hmm. and. What was the quote that somebody that the president had? You we tweeted. Fi- oh yeah, we fire him. At, we yeah. fire for we fire coaches for eight and four. Like no, Dana's not getting fired. But no, when you when you put your own standard like that out there, let right. me see. I have it right here. The the winning is defined at, at University of Houston as ten and two. Mm-hmm. She told faculty and staff at the annual holiday party at her home. We'll fire coaches eight at eight and four. Look, they're not going to fire Dana Holgerson. Okay, right. but like this is. It's just like a super disappointing loss. Like right. I, that left a really sour taste in my mouth. Not because look, Tulane, Tulane's a decent team. Like I think we, we found out that Tulane's actually a decent team. Yeah. But you had the game in your grasp. You were the better team, and you let it slip away. That's just I, I feel like I feel like that that's going to stick with them for for a minute. So yeah. anyway, that's some Thursday thoughts. A lot of high school games got canceled and moved and stuff like that. I, I didn't really there weren't really notable upsets are big movers in the high school ranks that I saw so in any case let's get the mailbag Friday uh Ashley cheer us up all right so Daniel Agnew wants to know on Fort Worth Ben Marshall or Fort Ben Marshall my bad in Manville mm-hmm. will Malik Hornsby be a difference or will it be another close high scoring shootout uh I think it will I think he will be a different mm-hmm. it will be a difference game last year. yes he yeah. if you if you don't remember from last year 
Um, the Fort Bend Marshall and Manville game was the last game that Marshall did not have Malik Hornsby, who was right. transferring from Houston, Austin. He got cleared by the dis- district or state executive committee, whoever it was. He got cleared. He got mm-hmm. ruled eligible. Uh, the like literally the Monday after yeah. he um, after that game, fifty two fifty one was the final. Devonta Chan was was nuts in that game. Um, now. So I think, look, this is a hot take. Uh, Fort Bend Marshall is better with Malik Hornsby than without Malik Hornsby. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> careful here, out on that limb. <laughs> but I will also say this. I think Manville's better than they were last year. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And so I would, I think it's going to be, I picked Fort Bend Marshall in the picks. I'm sticking with them, especially at home at Hall Stadium. But uh, I think Manville's better. I do think it's going to be pointsy. I think it's going to be real high scoring, and these are two teams that are, that, that are, are home run hitting teams. I f- it figures to be pretty high scoring, uh, pretty explosive game. Malik Hornsby is a difference maker, obviously, but I also think that Houston or that Manville is a better is is better than they were last year, and so it figures to be a close high scoring shootout is what I anticipate. And so watch it be seven to three. And by the way, that's I don't know what the weather situation is like in Fort Bend. Um, mm, that's true. I haven't seen anything. Let me. I should probably look that. Up. By the way, our friend Tony Blaylock over at um, his website is. I need to make like sure. Red Zone Report, right? Red Zone Report. Yeah. Uh, he's got a go. Uh, follow him on Twitter at txhsfb. He's got a good list of uh, games in Southeast Texas that is getting um, that's getting updated. So I uh, check that out. But so far, um, the Manville game, I'm not seeing anything quite yet. So we will see what happens. But I mean, anything down in Southeast Texas is kind of up for grabs at this point. Sean Burnett also, like, staying on this game, wants to know about uh, will Manville be able – he sees uh, an, an, Achen, Devon Achan. 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 Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. No, don't worry. They, no, like, Craig, Way, Craig Way had to get – heard it. We had – last – Devon Achan's name was a point of contention in the Fox Sports Southwest a studios Shane, for the entire season. Achan. Yeah, Achan is what I want to – Achan. No, it's Devon Achan. Achan. Yeah. All right, that's an interesting way to spell it. Anyway, yeah. they f- he sees him as a bigger threat. What are your opinions I agree. on oh, yeah. that one? Well, I mean, yeah. he's he's their most dynamic playmaker, mm-hmm. uh, m- which is crazy to say for a guy who's not the quarterback. Right. But, like, Devon Achan is the guy. He's the straw that stirs the drink. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who is um, the playmaker for this team. And so, yeah, he is. He, he's the guy that if you are – if you're Manville and you're like, okay, we can only stop one guy. Yeah, That's you make your guy. you sell out to stop Devonta Chan. Right, he's the guy. That's it. What's next, Ash? Um, Do next, people call you Ash? Yeah. Okay. Most people call me Pickle, but Ash works too. There's a lot of names. Um, <laughs> anyway, regardless. Uh, Dusty Sumter wants to know how will industrial Vanderbilt Cobras do this week? Oh, how well is your Cobra knowledge here? Pretty good. Um, so Vanderbilt Industrial is off to a two and one start, and it's 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 been they've been winning close games, and um, th- you know this is a team that that I think has been a little bit on the rise so far. I've been in, I've been impressed with what they've been able to put together. Uh, this week they draw who was it? Ingleside. 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 And they'll win. I, I, they'll be favored in that game. I, I, I want to say they'll win, but like you know, they they are they are the favorite in that game. Um, you know, their their one loss. Um, is to Shiner on the road at Shiner, which is an acceptable loss. And I know that's a 3A losing to a 2A, but that's a yeah, really good 2A Shiner. team. Uh, they have a win over Mathis. They had that overtime win over Victoria St. Joseph last week. Uh, that's pretty Victoria St. Joseph is a pretty solid private school team. Um, yeah, overall, I'm, I'm, I'm bullish on them. And I think that what they've been able to put together um, so far has been impressive. Um, now, once they get into district play, um, look, at that point, they're going to be dealing with, um, with teams like Edna, Hallettsville, Yoakum, Goliad, 
Goliad's a, a team that's better than their record indicates. They're not an 0-3 team. They're better than that. So, you know, I, I maintain I think they're a playoff team, um, but they're going to have to earn it. Uh, this is a nice – if they can get one more tune-up coming into this, uh, I think a second year under Coach Jamie Dixon is doing them some good too. So, uh, yeah, I'm impressed by Industrial so far. And they should be 3-1 and one after, after this week. And then I think – is that right? Do they have one more game before one more non-district? Yeah, they play Palacios, and then they get a bye week, and then they play – and then they open with Yoakum. So – um, you know, so far, so good for the Cobras. I would say that the Cobras are, are looking solid so far. All right. Up next, it will be Allison Brown. She wants to know, do you think the Lobos are pulling it off in Shreveport tonight? Darn right there. Oh, yeah. I don't have... I don't we have said a, we can be biased against that I one. I don't have <laughs> um, an analysis for this team from Shreveport, and I don't want one. I don't want one. Um, Talk to us next week when they play Lo- Rockwall. Yeah, that'll be fun. Buy some fireworks. Uh, no. Lobos win. Yep. Period. Go Texas. They do it for the state of Texas. <laughs> Give them a yeehaw. Yeah. <laughs> yeehaw. <laughs> yeehaw. Okay, up What's next. Um, heading into the college realm. Mm-hmm. Simon Mann wants to know, what does SMU have to do to pull off the upset tomorrow? Uh, they have to stop TCU's running game. Yep. If you make them throw the ball, then things good things will happen for SMU. Yeah. Uh, they have to I – would, I would, like, le- legitimately sell out to stop the run. Mm-hmm. Make – Max Duggan, make Alex Delton, whoever's going to be playing for them, make them make them beat you with their arm. Um, if you do that, then they're gonna they're, they'll be okay. But the other thing is, and um, is that they've got to be able to run the ball themselves mm-hmm. because for as good as Shane Bouchelle has been, he can't do it alone. And, and the reason he's been effective, and the reason the offense has been effective, is because they've had the balance. Yeah, they've got they've got to be able to do that. So it's it's it's. On both sides of the ball, it's the running game, and, and I, I know I sound like a coach. Well, we got to stop the run. We got to run the ball. Establish <laughs> the run. Uh, but it's true, especially in this game. Uh, that is the matchup here. If SMU is able to run the ball and TCU is not, that bodes well for us. That bodes well for SMU. But SMU needs both of those to go right mm-hmm. because they are the underdog in this one, especially on the road. So um, yeah, I picked TCU. I picked TCU to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna see. You know, yeah. look, I it, it could be a special year for SMU. We don't know. Like we'll find this, out. This, is, this will be the gauge for that. This is a great gauge. If yeah. they, I mean, and I don't even need them to win, but if they play them really tight, yeah, they play them really close, then I think that we could be in in you know, especially if Houston's kind of falling back to the pack, mm-hmm. uh, they're in in the uh, in the AAC West, um, then that could you know that could really open things up because look, Navy I don't think is amazing. Tulane I don't think is amazing. I mean, Mem- Memphis is probably the team that you that you worry about there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you know if they can go and play them really close, I think that bodes really well for the ponies. So and yeah. then continuing on that game, uh, Rob Hadaway asked, "What was the? What do you think the percentage of snaps that T.J. McDaniel takes is?" He said, "Probably not starting." No, he's not. Yeah, but he's um, you know last last week he had eight carries, but that game also kind of got away from um, right. got got away from Texas State. I'm gonna say less than ten. Just because I, I think they're going to rely, they're going to rely on Freeman. They're going to rely on um, Jones. Uh, Jones, Xavier Jones. Well, and the, Xavier Jones is the is the the workhorse. Yeah. you know what I mean. He's and he's the guy that I think. So I would say I would say you want to get T.J. McDaniel ten touches. Mm-hmm. Let's say eight carries and two catches or something like that. That right. would be an effective use of him. Yeah, um, and you don't. I mean, it's hard to ask. I mean. Granted, he did against a very good Texas State defense last week, but it's hard to ask him to run at a big, one of the best front sevens. In yeah, a big, the a country, big twelve, so. a big twelve front seven. Yeah, that you know, Texas State has a good front, has a good defense mm-hmm. in the Sun Belt. Right, that is different from a good defense in the Big Twelve. Yeah, so yeah. Um, up next, everyone is wondering both of your opinions on the McLean game tonight. Oh, some the we got we got Tiger Tiger Nation, and actually, 
It's two relatively active fan bases in the, in the six-man ranks going out. Okay, so McLean, the uh, defending state champs in 1A Division One. Yes, 1A Division One because <laughs> Strong won D2. Um, they are back. They're looking very good. Uh, ben Crockett is, is doing his thing. He's a madman. Uh, he is a madman. Um, they now take on uh, Balmeray, who, if you ask the computer rankings, is the number one team in 1A Division One. And uh, Vance Jones is, is at it again. Uh, Aaron, they, we knew they were going to be pretty loaded. They have been excellent so far. Aaron Mendoza, Cade Weatherman, uh, Marcus Ramos, Marco Ramos. This is a, a team that's doing their thing. And if you are, um, I do. I'll say this: I, I think there's a fair chance that this is the first of two meetings. Mm, that uh, I think Balmeray could be the favorite to come out of Region Two. McLean, I think, has to be the favorite to come out of Region One. Um, but this is a good gauge. And uh, the computer, what does the computer say? The computer has this as Balmeray by one. Whew. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Balmeray yeah, by Balmeray one. And that's but this is at McLean. That's a long way from Balmeray. Um, if you're if you're familiar, this is this is more or less like, golly, where is that? Balmeray, it's kind of hard to explain. Balmeray is kind of between El Paso and the Permian Basin, and also Big Bend. It's kind of out there. All due respect to our friends, it's one of my favorite places, but in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, and the McLean's way up in the Panhandle. Ooh, it's it is a, six and a half hours. I was gonna say it's a long, Good long trip. Miss. So that's part of it, but you know. Balmeray's used to traveling everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is an excellent game. I think that we get a, a good shape for exactly... This is one versus two in our computer rankings. Um, I think we get a good shape for, for what uh, 1A Division One looks like. Um, and if Balmeray can... Especially if Balmeray can go on the road and knock them off, then then I, I look at 1A Division One as getting really wide open, especially when you lump in a team like Milford that's, that's cruising along. Um, you know, I think that the, the cool thing about this is that we... I think we've got favorites in each of the regions in region one it's mclean uh all due respect maybe a team like white tier is able to get there or or ira ira's off to an excellent start balmeray i think is a favorite right now in region two although sterling city and borden county will sort of have some say about that milford i think is is kind of undisputedly the the favorite in region three they they are they you know their biggest challenge right now comes from avalon in their own district and then region four i mean probably lakey Lakey keeps on keeps on running, um, yeah. But I, I would say that this is a really interesting matchup uh, of six man powers that could be a good precursor to what we see in the playoffs too. So keep an eye on this one. This is one of the premier games tonight, and I don't think it's raining in McLean, so that's good. Knock on wood. <laughs> okay, up next, uh, thoughts. Uh, Daniel Sanchez wants to know thoughts on Weatherford being three and zero and heading into three six A play after tonight's game versus Southwest. Yeah, so Weatherford has been um, very quietly. I think well, not not very quietly because they had that one game from uh, yeah, from Des Forest five to nothing. Where Des yeah Des Forest went nuts. Um, they've been scoring points, uh, big-time points. They are the favorite pretty considerably over a winless Forest Southwest team tonight. Um, but, and so I I, I want to be clear that I think the arrow is pointing up on Weatherford. Mm-hmm. Um, but two things. One, they still have to go through that district, and that district still has Yules <sighs> Trinity in it. That district still has um, teams like San Angelo Central and Haltom that I know have scuffled at times, but I still believe are still pretty good. Um Abilene, who I, I think is better than again, another team that's better than their record indicates. Mm-hmm. Um, LD Bell, who's off to a, a fantastic start. They've got a big game tonight against unbeaten Mesquite. Um, th- here's the issue for me for Weatherford. 
We knew they were going to be able to score. That was with Ken Seals and maybe not even thinking about Des Forrest, but Des Forrest has been great. They can score. That's not the issue. The issue is that defense is defense is kind of devil may care. They got to they got to figure out something defensively. That, that that's what I want to see tonight. I want to see them go out there and have a complete defensive effort against a Fort Worth Southwest team uh, that is still kind of struggling to find its identity. Um, that's what I want to see. I want to, if I, if I'm going to hop on this bandwagon. Um, I want I want to see a dominant defensive effort tonight from Weatherford. That happens. I'm here to, I'm here to talk about them as a, as a legit contender to win that district. I think they're a playoff team, but I want to see some defensive improvement before I'm willing to to jump on and buy stock in the in the Ruse whole hog. What's next, pickle? <laughs> Are we just gonna switch it up every time? Are you gonna come up with a new name? Maybe. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Sean Burnett wants to know how much do you think Kyle Field will affect the true freshman quarterback in his first ever true road start? I think that's Whew. the that's the big question. Mm-hmm. Is Bo Nix the quarterback for Auburn? Um, is a true freshman. He is a really good dual threat quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, but he is a true freshman walking into a hostile environment. Um, yeah, I, that's that's why I think it is up to this front seven for um, for A and M, and it's up frustrate him. and it's up to Mike Elko to mm-hmm. dial up, dial up super uh, like I get super exotic, way off the w- right off the top. Give I get something real exotic in my life. Yeah. I send I send corner blitzes. Right. I do crazy things in the first couple of in the first couple of drives. Just to get him off his game, mm-hmm. because that is to me. If you want to talk about one of the major advantages AM has in this game, it is being at home against a true freshman quarterback. Mm-hmm. They've got to take advantage of that. They have to make that as big of a pro- as big of an issue as they can. Because this is his first. This is his first true away game. Because yeah. I mean, I realize that you know the they played at was, Oregon. Yeah, or, or uh, 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 they played Oregon in, in, in Atlanta. Right? But yeah, this is, I didn't know this is their no, first, first. No, they played here in Arlington. Right. Yeah. I don't know. This is his first yeah. True road game. Yeah. I mean, this is so. the first true road game. Yep. So if you are AM, that's where the game has to be decided. You have to let this crowd help win you this game. And you have to give them a reason to get excited. Right. Yes. So, Elko, you know, you have to dial up that first down blitz. Yes. Right. You have to maybe get that force fumble or something that just sends him into a frenzy and then just puts Bo Nix absolutely in, a head and, spa- in his and, own headspace. And by the way, A&M's got, or the, the offense got to step up too. Yeah, the offense right. got to take advantage of that. And we got to, we got to see good Kellen Mond. Mm-hmm. We have to see good, good Kellen, Kellen Mond. Hashtag good Kellen Mond. Hashtag, hashtag good, good Kellen Mond. <laughs> we got to see it. If we get hashtag good Kellen Mond, things will be pretty good for A&M. Yeah. If we don't, what? then you hate to <laughs> things, see it. Things, <laughs> things get really, things get really interesting because that Auburn front seven is, is nasty. Really good. Yep. So watch out for that. Um, up next, Phil Vaney wants to know, has Shadow Creek overtaken Foster as 10 5A favorites? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Hot take. The computer, the computer thinks so. Um, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far. Now, that, sh- that said, Shadow Creek has been wrecking people again. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, if you thought that they were going away, you were sorely mistaken. Uh, the computer thinks so. The computer has them second in the state. They dropped Foster to 10th th- to, uh, in the state so far. Um, that was a pretty shocking loss to... Four oh, Travis, to Fort so. Travis. Uh, I would say maybe. It, I, I think it depends well, on how it, it depends was, on how they handle handle Angleton. Well, uh, yeah. Weekend, well, and it was always it was always um, it was always really tight at the mm-hmm. top between mm-hmm. Shadow Creek and Foster. Right. Like it was always like it, it was you know two teams that, that we I'm very excited about that game and I think they're very evenly matched. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, Shadow Creek I think has been off to the better start. Um, I think I'd, I mean I'd probably take the Shadow Creek defense right now. Over Foster, Sh- Shadow Creek defense has been great. Yeah, it's been really good. Uh, Xavier Alford and company have been mm-hmm. excellent. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I think if you, I think if you want to say Shadow Creek is the favorite in that district, I absolutely totally understand that, and I get that. I think I, I also w- think if you want to say Foster's still the favorite, I think that's. I think if they come out and they stomp Angleton, that's a big game. Yeah. So I think I, I would I would wait for this weekend to kind of further gauge that to get a little. Or actually, that's next weekend. Never mind. Yeah. They, they play, everyone, play everyone, next everyone weekend, besides so. Angleton is off this week. That's right. Uh, Angleton plays oh, plays West Side. Mm-hmm. They should be big favorites in that one. But that if that game goes on. Right. But that is um, that's a game that I'm really excited about, and, and a district I'm really excited about. It's ten five A division or ten five A division one because you're right. You have got Shadow Creek and, for, and and Foster, and that's kind of the headliner. Mm-hmm. But. Angleton lurks as like a real potential like spoiler for all of that. Right. So very excited about both those games. Both those games. What's up? Up next, Bill Bullock wants to know your thoughts on San Antonio Reagan versus Johnson, the backyard brawl. Ooh. The backyard brawl. Um, it's it's a big district matchup. Um, when you're talking about um, District Twenty Seven Six A, and Two teams that that district is so upside down right now because it's like Roosevelt's three and zero, South Sands two and one, and everyone else is one and two. Yeah, and everyone else I feel like feels like they should be a little bit better. Um, I think that Reagan's your favorite. I think that they I think that offense is going to eventually kick into gear. They should probably do it sooner as opposed to later. But I still believe that offense is going to kick into gear. Um, going up against Johnson defense that's been okay. It's been okay, nothing special, but their offense has been okay, uh, better than so far than than Reagan's. Um, I lean towards Reagan in this one. I think they get off the Schneid, but this is one of those games that if you really, you know, Reagan started the year as the favorite. I I, I, I tend to believe they're still the favorite. That said, uh, you want to turn this district upside down in a hurry. If Johnson goes out there and beats Reagan, then it's like okay, well, then then it it's not just it's not just a race for the top, it becomes a race for all four playoff spots. Cause that, cause then the parody in that district, gets really, really nuts. Uh, you know, especially if you do have a surprise like Roosevelt mm-hmm. or you do have a surprise, like, you know, maybe South stands able to keep it up. They got a big game tonight against Lee. If they can knock off Lee four and Oh for South sand would be, or rather uh, three and one for South sand would be really impressive. And most importantly, one and Oh in district. So, uh, 27, six A is, is super intriguing because Reagan's kind of fallen back to the pack a little bit. They can kind of, I think reestablish themselves as the favorite in 27, six A with a win tonight and kind of say, Hey guys, don't worry. We're good. <laughs> um, we'll find out 27, six A is interesting. Uh, I, I, I lean towards Reagan tonight. I think they get back on track. All right. Samuel DeLeon wants to know, will Greg be so kind to send me a three or more Fox sports stickers for my MacBooks? Oh, these, Yes. So, do you know why? And this is 100 percent true. And I'll, I'll hold this up. If you want to hold this up to the camera. Um, so, this sticker. Literally, the only reason I have this, this is true, is so that we don't give Apple free advertising. Oh, there you on go. Fox. <laughs> like like <laughs> they, they told us, they were like, "Oh no, you know, we're you know, it's not it's not to promote Fox. Right. It's just it's so that we don't cover promote it. Apple." Yeah. Um, well, I know where the sticker uh, storage bin is at uh, Fox. So yes, we do you? Been, is it upstairs <laughs> near yeah, Mary's office? It's upstairs in the marketing closet. So okay. I have access to stickers, and we can provide you. with Speaking some of stickers. which, if you want to know what a company man I am. Jeez! Oh my Where God! F- Woo! Let's go! Fox socks. Fox socks. Tune in Fox tonight. Socks. That's right. Fox socks. Which that goes into kind of our next question. Uh, Lance Pickle, wonder where that guy came from. Asked, <laughs> "Will Ashley Pickle be covering another monumental upset game again tonight?" Ah. I was at Highland Park and uh, Frisco Lone Star last week. That uh-huh. was monumental. Mm-hmm. This week, I will be at 
Arlington Martin at Rockwall. Ooh, so there's no way there's no. The answer is not no. Enough no, right. exactly. No, but there, be you won't <laughs> because either way, like it wouldn't surprise me either way. That is, in fact, if you look at the computer rankings, I tweeted about this. That is too close to call in the computer rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, that's gonna be a fun one. It'll oh yeah, be, it'll be really fun as a game. If I may give you some some notes here. Yes. Uh, a game entirely dictated by pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if Martin is able to slow this game down and win with a with a def- uh, and and use their defense as the dominant force in this game, then they will they'll win that game. Mm-hmm. But if Rockwall is able to get out and run, they want to sling it. They want to sling it. The, if this game's in the forties, Rockwall is going to win. If this game's in the low thirties to twenties. Then Martin's that's where Martin wants to play it. Yeah. That's the fascinating match. The the real fascinating matchup to me is obviously the Rockwall offense with Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, going up against this Martin defense has been so good and 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 pl- playmaky. Playmaky is a good playmaky dynamic active active. <laughs> yeah, they make they they, they score like yeah. they go and they they get the splash plays. Mm-hmm. That's the key for them. If they can make those splash plays and steal a couple possessions. That's going to be the advantage of them. Rockwall's defense right now leaves a lot to be desired. We'll see if they're able to, to figure out anything. Um, Martin's offense has been pretty solid as well, but the, the key for me is going to be what does the Martin defense do to slow down this Rockwall attack that has been so combustible all year long. Right, and that's what the, the coaches were telling me earlier this mm-hmm. week too. They were saying, you know, they're the, Coach Webb and Coach um, Wager are two – really have the best friends and they were saying it's crazy how they agree with some stuff but other than that most of their coaching is so completely opposite oh, yeah. in the schemes that they go in that uh webb said it should be a good chess match so yes i'm very yeah. excited for that one tonight. yeah it'll be a great coaching matchup and and a game that i'm uh, one thing i'm really interested in is halftime adjustments yes mm-hmm. and and if this game is close at halftime these are two guys who are who are known for going in there and finding those tweaks and, and finding those the, that little extra one percent That'll be fun. So it'll be interesting. I'm interested to see what the score is at halftime. Because if the game's like 35-6 at halftime, then it's like, oh, okay, fine. But if it's really close, something like 21-21 or 21-14, or then I think that that's within the realm where the coach can, the coaching staff can really make some adjustments and, and go and steal that one. So that's where I'm at. Perfect. Also, really good feature story coming up on uh, for that game tonight. So tune in to Fox Sports Southwest if we're plugging that. We've got a good one. Um, up next, it will be, let's see. Where were we at? Uh, William Dyson wants to know, will it be a close game between Sterling City and Iron County? Oh, Erion County. Erion um, County is uh, off to a 3-0 and start. They're a drop-down, right? And they are a drop-down. They okay. are a six-man. They are, they are technically, we classify them, they are an outlaw six-man program. Mm-hmm. We classify them as a six-man independent at the moment. But they are off to a, a terrific start. And and this continues a trend. By the way, Baird is off to a three zero start. That's another six man drop uh, so drop down. Dimebox is playing for the first time in program history, and they're three and zero. Oh wow! Um, Will Dorado's two and zero. A lot of these teams that are waiting to get put into UIL districts next year are off to fantastic starts. Um, that said, on the road at Sterling City is probably too much to ask. I think Sterling City is probably your favorite. Uh, and probably your considerable favorite, but at the same time, we've we've learned from recent history that that these these eleven man to six man drop downs have had s- tremendous success uh, early going. You look at Lakey last year. Lakey mm-hmm. uh, dropped down, and they end up running to a state semifinal last year. Yep, really impressive <clears throat> stuff from the Eagles. So yeah, I wouldn't count them out. Uh, maybe the six man world just like 
just appeals to them a little bit more. And yeah. maybe the, like the athletes are a good fit. That said, Sterling City is a pretty traditional six-man power. I would lean a little bit towards them, especially yeah. at home. But who knows? At love this to rate. be surprised. Love to be surprised. Good test. I don't think. I, if you're asking me, is it going to be close? Yeah, I'll say it's close. Uh, but I think Sterling City is your favorite. All right, one more here. This uh, David is actually on TexasFootball.com. Nice. Okay. Hi, David. So Thanks for doing that. David. And there's one from John, too. But David said, uh, who gets the win, Alvarado versus China Spring? So China Ooh. Spring is coming off of that kind of heartbreaking loss uh, to uh, Connolly last week. And so they're kind of looking for a bounce back. Going up against Alvarado's squad that's that's 1-2 and two to start the year, mm-hmm. uh, that I think is you know the, the, the biggest issue for them. They've been, they've been scoring, but they haven't been able to stop anybody. Um, as opposed to China Spring, China Spring's largely been pretty good. Defense been solid. Um, this is on the road, but I lean a little bit towards China Spring. I think they're able to bounce. I think you know it's going to be. Can they just get off the mat after after losing to to uh, Conley last week? So I'll go with China Spring in a tight one. That's what I'll go with. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say okay. that. that, one, that I'm going to say that convincingly. <laughs> What's next, Pickle? All right, uh, Graham and Decatur. Graham and Decatur. Ooh, that one yep. was from Brent. Brent. Yes, of course it was. Of course it was. Um, <laughs> I, I believe I picked Graham in, or no, I picked Decatur in the uh, in the picks. Mm-hmm. Um, Decatur is lighting fools up. Yeah. You saw them last week. Yeah. Roman Fuller is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, that offense is awesome. That defense really surprised me too because uh, Midlothian, they were really, I don't want to say they shut down Jay Wilkerson mm-hmm. from Midlothian Heritage, but they were able to kind of hold him in check and kind of make sure he didn't really do too much. That was impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that offense can put up points, man. And yeah. Roman Fuller is an absolute star quarterback. So, um, I think let's see. The computer has Graham as or Decatur as a Decatur four, is point, a four favorite. point favorite. So I think that's about right. I think it's going to be really close. That should be fun. Um, I'm actually jealous. Now, I'm not going to be at that game. Here's but. one thing: is that last week Graham did play a high-powered attack in Brownwood, mm-hmm. and they were able to shut him down for the most part. Now they lost 2014, mm-hmm. but they were able to shut down a high-powered attack. They'll need to do it again, probably at a higher level to, yeah. to end up doing that. I think this game is probably pretty close. I, I keep leaning towards the cater because I think that that offense is really, really explosive. Yep. And I think that they're going to be able to hit a couple of big plays to put them over the top. Uh, but I do think it's close. Uh, it figures to be fun. And, um, yeah, I'm going to go with – I think uh, the other thing is I think the cater's a little bit more tested at this point. Mm-hmm. They beat Kennedy on the opener. That's a, that's a win that, by the way, has aged very well because they beat Mid- because Kennedy beat Midlothian Heritage. Then they beat Midlothian Heritage themselves, and they went on the road and beat Alvarado, a team we were just talking about should challenge China Spring tonight. So, um, yeah, I would. I'm going to lean a little bit towards Decatur. I think they're a little bit more polished at the moment, a little bit more battle tested. Uh, I'm going to lean towards Decatur in a narrow one. How about one more? You got one more for me, one Ashley? One more. Dakota Hanson, West Texas versus Wellington. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, another interesting kind of bounce back game for for Wellington, a team that uh, took it on the chin last week. Mm-hmm. Taking on a Stanette West Texas team that is is off to a two and one start. Um, the thing about Wellington is, it, and you got to remember this, is that this is a team in their first with their first uh, year coach uh, in in uh, uh, Profit, Greg Profit. His dad's Gary. He's Greg. I have to keep remembering Gert. that. I literally did that on the air on Fox. I oh, was really? like, I was like, yeah, and Gary Prophet, that's wrong. And I said that <laughs> into the camera. I was like, that's wrong. It's his son whose name I can't remember right now. It's Greg. I should be able to remember that. But in any case, West Texas West Texas is an interesting squad. Uh, they lost their opener to Canadian, but they play Canadian super tough. But then they win uh, 
at Stratford and they beat Groover. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a strong resume right now. Yeah. Um, they have to go on the road to play the Skyrockets. Uh, figures to be fun. My question for, for Wellington is, are they going to be able to slow them down? Mm-hmm. This is a high-powered Wellington attack. Uh, believe it or not, Wellington has not beaten a team from Texas. They have two wins oh, they're at state. New Mexico, at oh. Clayton, New Mexico, and then at Frederick, Oklahoma. They are uh, they played Abernathy last week, and they took it on the chin 51-6. Now it's a bigger team than them. But mm-hmm. um, Computer likes West Texas by seven. I think I agree. Question mark? You're very co- you are very confident. <laughs> you are just, these, these picks are just... So I don't know. Steel, I like I, Wellington's really hard to beat at home. Is part of the thing, is that they tend to be pretty. Uh, the, and and by the way, this is Wellington's first home game mm-hmm. of the year. That's true. Um, yeah, I'm gonna lean towards. I think it's closer than seven points, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna lean towards um, West Texas. I think Stinnett goes on the road and gets a win. I think that game's close though. That it, Ashley? That is all. Okay. We will cut it off. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Please watch Fox Sports Southwest tonight. My bosses want me to tell you that. Follow us on Twitter at TTTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Ashley Pickle and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please give me your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today.